Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to Our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, it seems like the end of an era because we've been covering this since February last year. And um, the idea that the PlayStation 5 would be fully backwards compatible with PlayStation 1 games, PS2 and PS3 titles. And um, because back in February last year, that was when the patent came out that Mark Cerny, mm-hmm. lead architect over at Sony, Sony PlayStation, um, had apparently been the head of this patent that would show that the console could emulate various other past-gen systems inside the PlayStation 5. Therefore, you know, all, all joy breaks loose and it's all going to be lovely. <laughs> That's not the case anymore because um, coming from Mr. Jim Ryan, the man that's just dashing hopes left, right and centre, um, he was talking to Famitsu um, and he did clarify that 99% of PlayStation 4 games will work on the mm-hmm. PS5 and they do have the PS Plus collection coming, um, etc. But they said that while they were working on that, he said, while implementing PS4 games, we also focused our efforts on taking in the high-speed SSD and the new controller, DualSense. Um, he said, but unfor- so unfortunately, we couldn't reach the implementations of such capabilities in regards to the PS1, PS2, and PS3 stuff. Yeah. Um, so literally outlining that, no, it's no, the dream's dead, mate. The dream I hate it. is dead. I hate it, Scott. You I know what it. I mean? Like you said, it feels like, I think someone commented yesterday on a video we did um, about the PlayStation 5 about how it feels like the season finale of our new videos you know we've had Gotham Knights <laughs> we've had all the PlayStation 5 stuff and now we've had yeah. confirmation that the PlayStation 5 won't be backwards compatible with all of its legacy console and the previous systems anyway. I know it, mm-hmm. it, it, it does suck and it is such a shame because it is it feels like they're leaving money on the table even though we know from their previous comments that apparently you know the older games don't actually sell that well and it's only a small percentage of the user base that actually makes full use of backwards compatibility and stuff mm-hmm. like it still it still sucks because I feel like you know the entire mentality when it comes to these older games from a lot of these executives is that they're not worthy of being talked right. about today and that's mm-hmm. just such a backwards way of thinking in my mind because why wouldn't you want to embrace your legacy yes the games are dated yeah. but just because those original 3D graphics on the PlayStation 1 don't look very good today doesn't mean that the games are inherently inferior, you know what I mean? Like, we go Mm -hmm. back constantly to the likes of Crash Bandicoot, Metal Gear Solid, you know, Final Fantasy VII, the greats that still hold up no matter how rudimentary their graphics may be or the limitations of the consoles and stuff. And it's like, why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you want to champion that? Is it just so you can sell remakes and remasters like Demon's Souls? Or is it because you just genuinely have no interest in it? And I know it's a lot of engineering work to get a console to natively play all of these different machines. And it doesn't mean that we're completely ruling out the idea of some PlayStation 2, 3, and 1 games coming to the PlayStation 5. But it's like, Mm -hmm. after, you know, after Games Pass has done it so well, it's like, you just really don't want to go to war on this front. You don't want to face Mm. off on this idea of it being a legacy console. And I suppose that's their prerogative, but... For long-time PlayStation fans like me and you, uh, 
it is a bit of a shame. I just want to play Soul Reaver. I just want to put <laughs> Soul Reaver into a system in 2020, 2021 and just have it work. That's all I want to do. Nope. And I can't do it. Um, I do think that um, the, the thing is, if we're just completely honest about the brass tax reality of playing past-gen games on newer consoles, I, I don't think the data supports it. Like, yes, like yeah. Black Ops 2 got back in the sales chart when, um, you know, they made it backwards compatible on Xbox One. Um, but that is, it's obviously Call of Duty. It's a bit of an outlier. It's not necessarily going to prove the rule that past-gen has value. Um, because it doesn't necessarily, it will be a massive R&D, like, uh, you know, it'll be a massive R&D investment for them to factor something in that emulates past consoles inside the PS5. And then how do they then monetize that? Um, the more direct way to monetize that is to, like you said, sell different versions of these games back to us, like what Activision have been doing with those mm-hmm. uh, remakes. Um, and they do it pretty well. Um, it is more of just a quality of life thing or a consumer friendly thing to say, hey, we're honoring your past collections and you can do this. Um, and I guess they they would say that they are doing that because they have PS4 compatibility. Um, but not the PlayStation 2. I do hope or wonder that, you know, I kind of wonder what they're going to do in regards to like digital platform. They've got the PlayStation Plus collection, which kind of feels like a Nintendo Switch online platform that they could plug stuff into and take off. Um, But I'm curious what they do in regards to even acknowledging previous generations before the PS4, um, because their messaging is all over the place in regards to we believe in generations, we believe in the future, um, but also we're going to put Spidey on PS4, don't worry about it. So at this stage, I kind of don't know um, but yeah, we initially first covered this back in February. That was when the patent first came out. We then had, um, of August this year, Ubisoft's official website uh, listed that they, um, the new consoles wouldn't be backwards compatible with PS1, PS2, PS3 games, um, which was the beginning of the end until Mr. Ryan buried it all together. Um, but yeah, do you think that they should do this stuff at all? Or do you think that it is just the, the case that most people just play new games? For me, it was never a case. I never wanted it to be sort of native. It's not that I was had anything against it, mm. but for me, I don't have a collection of PlayStation 1 games or PlayStation 3 games. I have some PlayStation 2 games that I could tap back into, but the dream of, you mm-hmm. know, like you said, being able to pop in Soul Reaver, I never thought that was quite feasible. For me, Crash it was Bash, just... Crash Bash, mate. I love Crash Bash, but for me, it was always a finding a way of kind of um, buying those experiences digitally or, you know, streaming them or emulating them or whatever through mm-hmm. the PlayStation 5 system because when it comes to, like, secondhand um, PlayStation 1 games, like some of the markups on those from secondhand stores are ridiculous. So that would have been a difficult <laughs> yeah. economy to buy back into. But I feel like, yeah, like the, the the data shows, the data shows, at least the data that we've been shown and the data that, you know, the likes of Jim Ryan have talked about, that people, mm-hmm. you know, obviously prefer new games and they prefer repackaged versions of older games rather than just buying them back into them wholesale, you know what I mean? Like there are anomalies, mm-hmm. Black Ops 2, like you said, but the likes of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the likes of, um, you know, Crash Bandicoot, the likes of Resident Evil Remake, I feel like that's 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 a way to kind of you know in in the minds of these business people fulfill Mm -hmm. that legacy while still making mad bank on the sales because it is technically (laughs) um new but i think for a long time it just doesn't seem to be a thing that sony's really bothered about they're bothered about keeping Mm -hmm. the 100 million plus install base of and PS4, they're really bothered about making sure those people feel served by the PlayStation 5 and they can bring their they library now, over. Anyway. Well, yeah, they are now. Yeah. And they can bring their library over and they can, you know, ease the transition. But when it comes to mm-hmm. previous generations, it's almost like they're not too fussed. And I'm sure it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt their bottom line to not do it. And it might cost them mm-hmm. more to implement this kind of extensive backwards compatibility and no one play it. But I feel like oh, yeah. it's always been a half step with them. We had the PlayStation Classics on the PlayStation 4. And that, to me, even though I did buy into a few of the Star Wars games and stuff, felt a bit half-arsed. It was always just a handful of titles with trophy support, you know, I think, I think they supported higher resolutions and stuff. 
-hmm. but it wasn't much and they weren't pushed much it wasn't pushed as like a core feature it was just something that was mm -hmm. there if you wanted it and i think if you treat something as being there if you want it that's how it'll be perceived by players when xbox came out and said we've right. got backwards compatibility we're rolling it into games pass look at it focus on it we're going to push it we're <laughs> going to market it to hell people cared mm -hmm. but if you just it's it's just all in how you treat it if sony it mm -hmm. becomes like a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy if they treat it as something disposable we're going to treat it as disposable as well and it's like no you could do mm -hmm. so much more with it well, the thing that I, I wonder with them, like, and especially with Nintendo as well, because Nintendo have um, like that whole weird thing with limited access to the Mario 3D All-Stars collection. Mm. I, I, if you're a legacy company and you have 20, 25, 30 years worth of history, um, if you're those executives at the top, how many different ways can you think of to monetize that legacy? And you don't necessarily, if you're thinking of the bottom line and the maximum revenue, et cetera, all the gross stuff, you don't want to put everything out there all at once because what are you then going to do? You can't make your entire you know legacy available all at once because then you can't monetize it going forward and you've just lost that whole thing so whether that leads to limited access windows for certain titles um or something like a, a playstation like they, they did the playstation classic like you said the little mini versions mm -hmm. um which after the fact it was revealed that they had actually tested a ton of games and only a handful of them yeah. made it on um assumedly because of the third party um uh, contract stuff they would have had to do to get the likes of tony hawks the original ones back on the mini playstation um and it is just that whole thing where i have to assume that those people who are looking at the bottom lines trying to make profit on this stuff um, it isn't going to benefit them to make everything available all of the time because they would rather think of the future, potentially do a remake, a remaster, um, or just potentially, you know, just not make everything available so they can do a PS2 collection as part of the PS Plus collection or something like that, um, or do a PlayStation 2 Mini or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just that thing where, you know, it would have just it would have just been lovely. It would have been great to have a full a system that just does everything in regards to PlayStation, and it's yeah. such a massive open goal. Um, but when that goal can be multiplied and they can score or a whole handful of different goals, goal analogies across mm -hmm. the next few years, then yep. I, th I think that's probably what they're going to do instead. I just yep. want something that lets me play this whole Reaver Games. Dude, you're, you're absolutely right, Jim, uh, Scott Tailford. Uh, <laughs> when it, but when it comes to like Mr. Sony Ryan. and stuff, like they've done enough where they can tick the box. They can say, mm. we've got 99% of PlayStation 4 games coming over. We have older PlayStation PS2 games you can play on PlayStation now. We've got the PlayStation Classics. They can essentially be like, what more do you want? And for me, it's just <laughs> give more of a crap about it. You know what I mean? But yeah, obviously, about your own history. Yeah, they, they have enough where they can say, well, you've got options. You know what I mean? You've got all of these different services to play all the games and because they're not going to commit to it more and because they haven't really talked about backwards compatibility before now like it's only been us reading into patterns reading into what people have said about it and stuff we've got ourselves mm -hmm. hyped for this potential machine that can play all of these consoles but that's never been what they're selling really if you like dig down yeah, into like what they've been actually saying it's never been this so i think part of it is mm -hmm. on us but i don't think it's a ridiculous thing to have wanted especially in this era or expected in mm -hmm. this era where people and companies are properly embracing their back catalogs. Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of, yeah, like obviously like the us is like the royal us, the royal we in terms of like the overall sort of people who are following this industry across the last couple of years because it got so big that Famitsu did ask Jim Ryan the first chance they got after the latest showcase um, and it has been a talking point for the last sort of year and a half, however long it's been in this weird maelstrom of time. But like, like you know, like I said, they had such an open goal, they could have just taken it or at least shone a light on their approach to legacy content going forward as opposed to just pretending that PS3 and everything before it just doesn't exist. Um, there are a handful of titles on 
on PS Now, so I guess you can access them that way. But again, they don't really market PS Now and anything as a competitor to Game Pass. So mm -hmm. it's a big old thing. But yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below. What's your general approach to legacy stuff? Do you find yourself going back to old PlayStation games or is it all about the future? For now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been JoshWhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. My friend. Bye. <laughs>